Hollywood is on the air. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. We bring you this special radio-television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Funderated. Uh, Francis McGee, uh, Paul Doyle McGee. Uh, we started doing this podcast again at a popular demand. Uh, a lot of people really enjoyed the Funderated episodes that we've made. There's actually a couple of episodes that I lost. Uh, I lost the Emily Rose episode, and I also lost um, the War Dogs episode. So War Dogs and Emily Rose are both really good movies that we would, and we did a Funderated on, but uh, we, I don't know, something happened with my files and I lost them. So check those movies out when you have a second. Um, today we're going to do the movie uh, Knock Knock, which is a movie that came out in 2015, but they re-released it on Netflix, and I thought it was a 2020 movie until my friend came over and she was like, no, that movie came out a long time ago. Like, where the fuck have you been? So I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay, so. Look at that beautiful kid. <laughs> Dad, are you sure you can't come to the beach with us? Dad, he needs to stay here and do some work. Bye, guys. Sorry to bother you, sir, but my phone got wet and she left hers at her house. Oh, I'm sorry. But if you want, you can come in and use my phone. Yeah. You're a lifesaver. Not everyone would let strangers into their houses. You don't look that dangerous. I'm not so sure. Could we maybe throw our clothes in your dryer just for like 10 minutes? Sure. How long have you and your wife been together? 14 years. Being with one person your whole life is going against nature. Well, when you love someone. Come on, Evan. Buckle your seatbelts. We may be encountering some turbulence. Guys, I have your clothes. They're pretty much dry. Surprise! Oh, stop, stop, stop. I can't do this. I'm married. Yes, you can. Left. No. I'm not hungry. We can forget this habit. I made a mistake. Go. I'm calling the police. Look, look, who's there? Cheating Evan. Cheating Evan who? Cheating eventually gets you killed. You've been a bad boy. Your family are victims of your perverted behavior. This is what happens when you break the rules, Evan. We have to punish you. I want to play hide and seek. Evan! Ready or not, here we go! You came out to me! What was I supposed to do? I'm glad we knocked on your door. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Knock Knock, uh, for whatever reason, it was trending on Netflix for, like, a good couple of weeks at, like, number one, um, because it's a great movie. Uh, not, not a great movie, but, like, a fun, bad movie. That you have to, you have to kind of admit that it's fun and, uh, and it's purposely bad, and that's why we're sort of picking this movie as a funder rated. Um, 
it's a really fun one to select because it's so off the wall. I will say this. Um, I found it to be completely unexpected. And then at the same time, simultaneously, it was kind of like tropey. But then at the same time, it was like so making fun of itself, it like almost seemed meta. Yeah, so it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> like The Room or some of these other movies where, like, it's so bad that it's good kind of thing. And, and I think that if you kind of lean in and understand that that's kind of what they were shooting for, the movie becomes way more enjoyable. Uh, it's hilarious, though, to, like, read. I was reading today. I was just on the toilet, like, reading the IMDb reviews. Like, I really started enjoying reading IMDb reviews for movies because they're so bonkers and, like, all over the place. So I wanted to read a couple for you because it's, like... Just for people to kind of get a taste. What I think is funny about IMDb, like, reviewing movies is that uh, people get on and then they, like, criticize, like, camera angles and stuff. Like, they t like they try to take the movie seriously, like, which I thought, they're like, this oh, there was no, char there's no character development. This arch went nowhere. Like, it's, like, you're trying to, like, take these... Like, this isn't Citizen Kane. You know what I mean? So, like, it's trying to, like, put these... It's not rocket science, <laughs> you guys. We're watching Keanu Reeves say some stuff, be sexy, but then at the same time, you know, maybe we want to slap him in the face a little bit. It all feels good. So, I, uh, so people generally are, are really, really divided about this movie. So, it says, like, uh, first review is, like, four stars. This movie will make you angry, which I totally disagree with. <laughs> Uh, says one star. Oh my freaking god! This movie is so terrible. And then like this one has seven stars. It says I want a revenge sequel. <laughs> and then the this one says eight stars. Knock knock. Who's there? Beautiful maidens. <laughs> uh, one star. Further proof that Eli Roth is terrible. Uh, six stars, a morbid psychosexual thriller that flirts with both silliness and cinematic greatness. See, it's just, dude, you're going too, you're thinking too far that about it. That person nailed it. That yeah, but like, you're, you're just, you're leaning, like, dude, it's a roller coaster. You just get on the roller coaster. Yeah. You either get on or you don't get Wait, on. Repeat, repeat what that one said? Okay, this is, it's just thinking about it too much. It's a morbid psychosexual thriller that flirts with both silliness and cinematic greatness. And like, they, how many stars did they give? They gave it six stars. Six out of what? Out of ten. Six out of ten is not cinematic greatness. You're not flirting. Maybe like at an eight. I feel like you're flirting with the uh, the uh, the other side of the midline at six. But what I will say is, the midline of everyone's tops. No, this one I, I I agree with what he says, but I don't agree with his star rating. So this one is knock knock, most ridiculous movie of 2015. I agree with the ridiculous part, because it is bonkers. But it's that's totally why ridiculous. I love it. I thought it was fun. Let me see this. So, a little background on this movie. Like, I had already watched it. Like, I was perusing through Netflix, and I put it in my queue, because I was like, oh, like a family thriller with Keanu Reeves? Like, he's not a good actor, so this movie will probably be really bad and, like, really funny to watch. And I got ready to watch... What's the one where he's the surfer? Uh... Point Break. Point Break. So I got ready to watch, like, the next Point Break, right? The scene where, like, Keanu Reeves, like, shoots his gun at the sky. Like, it's just cinematic gold, right? So I was hoping that there would be more of that in this movie. 
Oh, and there was so much of that, which was like... This movie was like, if you watch Point Break, and you know that, like, chase scene that goes on for too long, and then he, like, busts his knee? Yeah. He's this like, oh, movie is that oh, scene knee. just the whole time. <laughs> He's like, oh, my knee! Dude, I'm juicing, uh, I'm juicing again today. This podcast. It's brought to you. This podcast is brought to you by Juicing. <laughs> we like to stay hydrated over here. Yeah, I'd like to drink that juice. Uh, Doyle Spro- Mickey. Sponsored by Aloe Juice. Right? Sponsored, uh, not sponsored. So I, I watched the movie and I loved it. And I was like, this movie's hilarious. It's got boobs within like the first like 10 minutes of it. Uh, the movie's hilarious pretty much the whole movie through. And then it was like, Francis, when you have a chance, you gotta watch this movie. And then she's like, well, why don't we watch it right now? And I was like, oh, That's okay. That's not the way that happened. This is how that went down. You started watching the movie. You were like, this looks like it's gonna be horrible. And you're, like, cackling to yourself in front of the TV. And I but was I do like, that all the time. Yeah, I know, which is why I was like, anyways, I'm going to do the dishes while you do that. And so I'm, like, doing the dishes, but I can hear the dialogue from the movie. <laughs> right? So, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, this sounds like Paul's watching porn. Like, yeah, because it starts. It's pretty much like it kind of starts off as a porn, which I will talk about later. We'll we'll get into like one of the fun facts of this movie is is. Oh. Uh, so, wow. anyways. Um, so I'm thinking Paul's watching porn because I'm like the, this Keanu Reeves movie cannot be this hot. I want to know what's going on. So I, like, take a shower to get ready to watch a Keanu Reeves movie because the first step to any Keanu Reeves movie is taking a shower first. So I showered up. Can I clean these titties for right? Keanu Reeves? Like, what is... Glistening. Came back, and I was like... So wait, we I, can we uh, take a quick step back? Sure. What is the female draw to Keanu Reeves? I can't even exactly put my finger on it. Now, I get it. I get that he is he is a movie star. Okay. Okay, so there's that. Yes. We all know that he's rich. We all know that he has a tragic past. He's basically like Bruce Wayne. Like, his family died and shit when he was young. That's actually right? really true. I think his Batman qualities are very attractive. Yeah, he could be secretly Batman. Yeah. Uh, we know that he's really into motorcycles. He could be actually Batman. Uh, we know that he likes to give a lot of his money away. Uh, and he doesn't like to really live, like, the Hollywood glamour lifestyle. He doesn't lifestyle. take himself too seriously. Like, that's the other thing about him that I really like. Like, uh, he can take himself seriously. Stuff can be magical. It can be really, like, a sweet spot. Like, Matrix movies were, like, an yeah. incredible sweet spot for him. Um, and then, but I feel like he really shines in kind of, like, this, like, cheeky, not necessarily cheeky, but, like, maybe more, like, offbeat movies. Like, he's kind of an offbeat person, and there's, like, I don't know if he really is or not, but he has that kind of quality about him. So, like, that's intriguing. I I think a good example of, like, what, you know, his personality would be, like, do you remember, like, a few years ago where this, like, audio leaked of, like, Christian Bale, like, yelling at, like, one of the people that were, like, working on the set? Yeah. And he's like, you're a fucking nice guy, but you an amateur, whatever. Oh, man, yeah. And he, like, ripped him a rear. Yeah. Yeah, he just ripped him a a new, (sighs) you know, a new hole, right? I don't think you'll ever get a clip of that from someone like Keanu Reeves. I think that he's so chill that he's just like, whatever, man, we'll figure it out. I feel like he's 
probably something about him is incredibly inspiring. He's like very motivational. There's something about him where I can look at him like, you know, he's a motivational, like, energizer rabbit. Like, that guy's just going to keep going and going and going. The day that Keanu Reeves dies is the day I'm telling you women are going to be in the streets. Women and men alike. All people will be in the streets just crying with Keanu Reeves dying. I'm telling you. I hope he never dies. Okay, though, let me uh, scale this back really quick, too. Like, well, Keanu Reeves was born. Uh-huh. No, no, he wasn't born, sorry. <laughs> People that were born in 1999 hadn't seen The Matrix. Okay, so, like, Keanu Reeves, like, big draw... For okay. a lot of people, is the Matrix, okay. right? You're talking about, like, men crying in the streets. I would be crying in the streets because of the Matrix. <laughs> like, before the Matrix, like, he was, what, in, like, Speed? Like, I didn't really care too much, right? I did. Like, he wasn't in a lot of movies. Probably outside of uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is my favorite movie of his, up until the Matrix, I didn't really care about him too much, right? So the Matrix comes out, the first Matrix, uh-huh. not the two sequels. The two sequels are trash. Yeah, who cares about that? But the first one... The first moment when Matrix hits and just, like, explodes on the scene, engulfs your mind, makes you question everything. Yeah. And then you look at Neo. And what? Keanu Reeves is the best cast for Neo. Yeah. Best cast, right? I can't think of anybody else. Like, they were going to have Will Smith play that role. That would have been terrible. I don't know why they would ever do that. But anyways, they're going to have Keanu Reeves, like, from that moment forward, like, like shot to superstardom. Because he was, like, kind of in these, like, sort of fledgling roles. Kind of like the role he's in this. Off beat. Right. He was, like, in some romantic stuff. Like where he's like Not, like, comedy. It was, like, just a romantic thing where he's, like, a... Like he was, was the guy, kind of like a McConaughey kind of. I don't know. Okay, I don't so he was care. like a little bit in that McConaughey role where he's like the heartthrob, good guy, kind of so chill. Yeah. You know, you want to like get to know him. He's like, would you say that he's the guy next door? Is that Keanu Reeves's thing? I think that could be believable. Like the surfer yeah, guy. Next I think so. I because I think this movie kind of the yoga guy next door. I think this movie kind of plays a little bit with. That, like, that those sort of, like, walk among the clouds, whatever movie he's in, I don't know what those movies are called, but it, that's, like, the title of what it would, a movie that he would... Uh, Didn't he play Buddha in something at one point? I don't think, no, I don't think so. I Why would he, like he's he not did. Asian. Why would he play Buddha? That's what it's I so, asked. It's so offensive. So, like... He's not overweight, so he's not, like, chunky like a Buddha. No, no, like, no. he's, like, no, skinny... I mean... I don't know. Maybe he played the Dalai Lama. I swear, I I don't know. Leave it in the comments. Here we go, people. Leave this in the comments. What is that movie that Keanu Reeves was in, right? (laughs) Where he played, like, the Buddha or something. What was that? I just remember watching that when I was in junior high because my youth group, the guy who was leading the youth group when I was in junior high in church, was like, this movie is about questioning your religious faith and exploring these other aspects. We're going to watch this Keanu Reeves movie, mind you, at church to, like, it all felt like a stretch. And I was down for it because I was like, I'm going to watch Keanu Reeves at church. Yes. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. 
Men. Prayers have been answered. Yeah, I was yeah. like, could this really be happening? There oh, is a is. God. There is a God. And I don't remember what the movie was called. I just remember watching it and at a certain point being like, my love for Keanu Reeves and then just like me questioning things. Just like, I was like, wait. If, if his beard, <laughs> like if his beard wasn't so patchy, he has like Jesus hair and he has like Jesus energy. Like he could play a Jesus if there were ever to be another, uh, he's too white to play Jesus, but like he's got this sort of Jesus energy to where he could, and it would be really funny to see him like, oh, they stabbed me. Oh, like it's just his like. He's so chill. The scene at the end where they, you know, like every Jesus movie, they end, they crucify Jesus, right? So the crucifixion scene with, with Keanu would be pretty funny. It would be hard to watch. It, it wouldn't would be, be good. It would be so good because he wouldn't have his top on. Right, but we got to be more picky about his acting ability and less about his physical looks. Like, am I alone in this? No. I have to watch this movie, too. Y'all are with me in the comments. Who are you with, Paul or me, on this I one? think it's my, like good acting. I think we could have a better actor play. He is a good actor. In now. some roles. In some roles, he's okay. He's serviceable. But in most of the time, especially, especially in Knock Knock, <laughs> especially in Knock Knock, he's not very good. Like, he's very, like, he's good when he only has, like, most movies, like, he's good in John Wick because he has, like, maybe five lines. He's like, I have the thing, I have the power, I have the coin, I know kung fu. Like, he's good in, like, these little short bursts. Yeah. But you don't want to hear him say, like, <laughs> like the pizza monologue, like, in Knock Knock is hilarious. Yeah. And I mean... And he's like, oh, you fucking bitches, you're free pizza, whatever, that that whole rant, which there's more about that further in this podcast, but, like, that whole rant, that was, like, his his number one acting. Like, he had to redo that scene a couple times. Like, so they filmed it in one night, and he watched it back. He watched the dailies, and he's like, I'm not happy with this performance. We have to do it again. So Keanu Reeves did it again, and he was happier with the performance you <laughs> see in the movie. Thank God. So it's like, he cares about his acting, but it's still not good. Like, Dude, you know what I mean? Like it's still, it's this, serviceable at best. This movie is a hands down, a fundrated pick for somebody who... Hands for, down something. Hands, <laughs> two hands down on Keanu Reeves and his fantastic performance. Too many hand gestures? I don't want to get us blocked on, on the YouTubes. What were you doing? I don't know. I felt like I was doing a lot of, like, rotound, like, grabbing and then, like, some cradling. Like you were holding his butt? I was holding his butt, and then I, like, moved in and started holding more stuff. And I don't know if that's right. But okay. moving on. The movie was great. I think everyone should watch it for the sheer fact that you're about to watch something crazy. You know how, like... Kettle corn and popcorn are like two different things. Like one of them is wild and crazy. It's like sweet and salty and it gets that popcorn fix. And then like your classic popcorn is like what you go to, you love, you think about it, you fantasize it when you see a movie. I feel like this movie is the kettle corn of movies. It's fucking weird. You gotta be in the mood for it. And when you start eating it and you're in the zone, you've eaten fucking 12 bags of it, and it's too late. So she basically, like, kind of over-railroaded what I was trying to say with this, like, popcorn metaphor thing. Uh, I watched Knock Knock, 
and after her whole shower bullshit, she was like, do you want to watch it again? And, like, it was fun enough that I was like, eh, fuck it. Like, why not? Why don't we just watch it? And it was like, for the first time, I haven't done this in a very long time, where, like, I watch a movie one time, and then turn around, and then watch it straight again a second time. Like, a little kid who, like, just gets right back on the roller coaster, like, a second time. Right you know, back like, on the ride. Uh, so I literally watched the movie twice in a row, like, without stopping, because I was watching it while she's doing dishes, watching it while she's taking a shower, she comes out of the shower, it's kind of like the movie's sort of wrapping up, and I was like, this is the best movie ever, and then she's like, well, do you want to watch it again so I can actually watch it, and I'm like, I, sure, Here we I go. guess, and that's one of the things I would say is like, yes, it's not a good movie, but it was fun to watch twice in a row, like, I enjoyed it probably both times, that I saw it, and I was like, yeah, some people are giving it, like, one stars. I wouldn't give it, like, ten stars, but it's a, it deserves a strong, it's a strong six or a seven. You know, if, if you embrace the fact that it's a B-movie, you know, that it's supposed to be kind of bad. It's supposed to be kind of bad, and also Paul did a double tap on it. Yeah, like, I, I've never double tapped movies. Like, I don't double tap very often. Once it's like, oh, I saw it, I'm good. Yeah. And then maybe if I hadn't seen it in, like, a couple months, like, I love Boogie Nights. Am I going to watch Boogie Nights twice in a row? It's just a lot, you know? <laughs> even, like, in my favorite movies, I don't even usually do that with. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen, you know, Casino Royale or, like, you know, The Dark Knight or whatever. Like, I, But I won't watch The Dark Knight and then turn around and watch The Dark Knight again. Like, I mean, granted, it is a three-hour-long movie, but that's... Like, it just, I think it was a testament to, like, how how entertaining the movie is. Yeah. Like, I think these people on these reviews are wrong. That's all. I'd have to agree. I think it's great. It's horrible. It's so good. You should watch it. Do you like Flaming Hot Cheetos? Do you like to put things in your mouth that are too hot, but you're just like, I'm doing it anyways? You should watch this movie. Do you like tits? <laughs> Uh, one of the notes I have on here is that, like, Keanu Reeves' casting is funny for two reasons. One, because he's a terrible actor and his acting is serviceable at best. That's, so that's a debatable thing between you and me. And you can leave in the comments whether or not you think he's actually a good actor or not, which I will fight you on. As it's two, <laughs> uh, he's John Wick and Neo, which I think is hilarious for this movie in particular because he's getting his ass kicked by, like, these two really petite women uh, so, I mean, if you really think about, like, the story, it is kind of like this, like, feminist story, you know, where they're, like, t empowering and taking over, you know, like, a man, which is kind of cool. But to know that, like, John Wick, like, he gets shot, he gets hit by a car, he, like, fights like a, he fights like a video game assortment of bad guys yeah. with, like, a final boss at the end. Uh -huh. And, like, wins and, like, chops his fingers so off and does, does all kinds of stuff and just keeps ticking. That was, like... These two, like, to see that him, like, basically be castrated in this movie. This is why you have to just, like, suspension of belief. Like, you have to, he's not John Wick. He's, like, this guy who's, like, you know, a cool dad, artist, architect, like, bro who's now, like, big time. He has his whole family together. He's doing his thing. And then these two, like mysterious women appear and he like almost takes the bait like an idiot 
No, he does take the bait. Yeah. There's no almost. He does. He's like, you suck my cock. You fucking suck my cock. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> and he's like so, and, and, and. I, I think, like, to be honest, I think any guy would open the door and, like, let these two women in. Because I think really at the end of the day, like, some women, I think women kind of in general, and, like, these actresses that they've picked, um, have, like, a disarming quality about them where, you know, like, they're pretty, they're kind of desperate, like, and they established in the movie that he's been married for 14 years, so he hasn't been on the scene for a while. Uh, and they also established that, like, his wife turned him down for sex at the beginning of the movie. And it's his birthday and his family... It like Father's Day. Oh, it's Father's Day, my bad. It's Father's Day, and so for Father's Day, his his wife takes the kids and leaves, goes to, like, a family member's house... So that he has the time just himself. No, he needs like he's got like a work project. He's right, but on. it's like Father's Day weekend, and they leave. So instead of doing like a family-oriented thing and being together, they leave, and so it's just him. And so while he's there, and like everything that ensues, it's like he's taking advantage of like opportunities that arise, and <laughs> um, right. Yeah, but it's funny because he's so, he's just so annoying. Like, I think it's funny because it's Keanu Reeves being the guy that you don't want to see him being. Yeah. You, for me, I love seeing him be the hero. I love seeing him be, like, the underdog who's still a hero. I love watching him be, um, like... He he's an underdog to hero story in almost every movie that he's ever been in. Am I wrong? Am I tripping out? That's what he is. That's what he does. Uh, I you I mean you could argue it in a couple films. Like you could argue it like in Speed. He's just like a cop. Like he's not like a superhero or anything. He's just like a dude. Uh, yeah, he and, has that uh, quality of like and a like regular John guy. Wick. Like he he's not really an underdog in John Wick. Like he uh, he's an assassin. I mean, he's an assassin along with everybody else. It's also like in his like assassin like group network. <laughs> yeah, network that they're part of. Uh, he's just a guy. Like he's just. 007, there's 008, 009, you know what I mean? Like, there's, he's replaceable, essentially, and he retires in the first one, and he gets pulled out of retirement, I keep dropping my phone, uh, he gets pulled out of retirement to, you know, fight everybody, and then I guess, in some ways, he's the underdog, because now, like, the whole team is against him, Right. so I guess you could say that, and then in The Matrix, yeah, he's definitely, like, the underdog, right. like, he's the guy that gets unplugged, and then is, like, learning, mm-hmm. and he's doing a bunch of catch-up, but that's, like, a storytelling device to you are Keanu Reeves as the audience like to sort of see like what's going on you know I as almost, things are opening up for him they're also opening up for you I almost feel like people get real bent out of shape about it seeing him in that role I think bothers people well I think that if you're an actor and you got offered this role like it's so against type for him that like it'd be it would refreshing. be it'd be refreshing it'd be something to explore that you've never really done before. Yeah. The script is really stupid and funny, and I think to like to be able to shout be like you fucking bitches, <laughs> free pizza like that it would be so different than like what he's done before. And it's mm-hmm. like okay, so here's a movie that I get to basically like hang out with a couple of naked chicks, and I don't have to get my ass kicked. 
I don't have to do take after take after take of these fight scenes. Right. Because he actually, he does all of his stunts and stuff. So, I mean, like... He's so he a, did all of his he's stunts a in this movie, badass, too, huh? Well, like, he's a badass actor. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's just yeah. like, I mean, he's not married. So, I mean, he could... <laughs> maybe. Isn't he, though? He is married. No, he has, like, a girlfriend. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's against type for him. It would be probably be more interesting for him to take this role than it yeah. would be for other movies. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, you know, and he always, like, takes stuff, not all the time, but, like, I feel like he takes stuff to have fun. Yeah. You know? And as much as that might be, like, challenging for some people, this movie is fun. He might be friends with the director, too. I mean, since, like, so it was directed by Eli Roth. Eli Roth uh, has done a bunch of, like, this sort of torture movies, like, uh... Hostel. Um, okay. So he's also like a, an actor, and he was worked really closely with Tarantino and stuff. So if you know Eli Roth, you know his work. You know, you know what you know what he does. She might not know, but like people out there, you guys know. Like you audience, all know. audience is smart. People if know. If you he's know, you know. Yeah, but uh, maybe they're friends, and he just was offered it, and it was like, hey, sure, yeah. I'll do. It. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds great. Yeah, because he is like he does do roles like that are bonkers. Like he didn't turn down. Down, you know, Bill and Ted 3, which I think is like, because he's like in his mid 50s and he did that movie. Why not? Right. And so it's like, that's kind of like, why a, not? He seems like a fun guy. Because right? here it is the kids that were born, like whoever's looking at stuff right now, they're looking at that cool stuff from the 90s and yeah. whatever. But he doesn't need the money, so it's like, now you can just do whatever he wants. Like, I think that's what, you know, someone like Daniel Radcliffe is doing, is like, where it's like, I got Harry Potter money, so I don't have to do... <laughs> i could have say, a good time. I can say no to everything and just do whatever I want. I can also I think, say yes. I think all of the actors that are in that series, like, including um, the guy who plays Batman now... Robert Patterson, like, I think he can even do that. Where it's just like, I've Robert been in all... Pattinson was not in Harry Potter. Yes, he is. He is in Harry Potter. He's not a main character, but he's in those movies. Oh my god, he is in that movie. Yeah, he's not like a main... Like, you're not, like, wrong to say that. Like, he's not, like, you know, he's not Hermione Granger. Or, no, you know, he's, or, you like, know, in like... one of the houses. He's yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's like, like a, a, yeah, houses. but he's, like, a background character. Yeah. Yeah, so between Harry Potter and Twilight, he's got so much money, he doesn't have to work ever again. Yeah. So, I mean, that would really open up your possibilities of acting. Right. You know, and, like, with, what, Keanu Reeves has, like, two major franchises under his belt. He's got John Wick, and then he's got Matrix. I mean, at the time that this was released... Only the first John Wick movie had come out, so it, it hadn't turned into what it is now. So he was, like, on a, on a kick of, like, fun, unexpected things. That it was yeah, doing. it would probably be a movie that you could do while you're, like, getting in shape to do the next John Wick. You know what I mean? Like, while you're, like, working out and stuff, in the middle, like, I'm going to spend, you know, two hours here, like, doing this film, you know, a day, and then I'll spend the rest of the day in the gym. Because it's, I, like, they shot it in one location. That's cool. Let's talk more about, like... Well, the next the next thing that we would do for yeah. this podcast is the the go to bed moment. So oh, it's like so you turn man. on this this movie, right? And I was trying to think like I was trying to be like logical about like, I mean, <laughs> pretty much like if you let your kids watch this, you're a pretty terrible parent. Like there's really no there's no really no way to get around it. Like I, but that, I mean, I'm sure there's a parent out there that would let their I kids know see this exactly when the go to bed moment is was for me. 
and it was the scene where, and it was really funny to watch where they're like going to the shower, and you see all three people like move in front of like the foggy mirror. But it's funny the way that it happens. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like how funny the movie is. Like the way that they're moving around in there is supposed to be sexy. It does not look hot. It just looks like people are playing Ring Around the Rosie inside of a shower. They look like they're like in a circle. And that they're just like rot taking turns like rotating around. Like they're just shuffling around You don't think it's hot? Thing. Because you're not a guy. No, it got hot when the boobs smashed on the window, but it, sure. before that part, okay. it was a merry-go-round of like hilarity. For all three of them to be in there, and, he, and he's an architect. Yeah. The bathroom could have been designed better. That shower could have been a cooler shower. That shower sucked for how, like, genius he is with his, like, design and stuff like that and how, like, cool his house is. I personally felt like that shower was pretty small for the three of them. And, you know, he could... Maybe he's not impressing me that much. To be honest, like I think, that as far as his design prowess goes, that yeah. that house is kind of eh. yeah. That house is like whatever. Like he's not. Did they establish that that he was like this like rock star? Yeah, like, like he's designer? like oh, I have to like work on this project. Like, you know, I want to hang out with you and it's Father's Day and stuff. But like, I gotta work on this. And then they show him like there's a montage of him like working on his like plans. Obviously, he's acting. Of course, he's not actually designing this thing. But it's just cute and funny and sweet. Like, there's a model in the background, and he's, like, working on, you know, designing this house that looks, like, pretty basic, you know? And he's, like, you know, montage design level. And then you, like, see his house, and you're, like, <laughs> it's no just, part like... Of this where there's a montage of him designing anything. Okay, maybe there's just he some He sits panning. in front of a computer and smokes pot. That's what he does in the movie. <laughs> He's like, oh, I should probably, st maybe I shouldn't smoke this. And you like, he kind of has, like, second thoughts about it. And, like, so he, like, pulls out the weed, and then, like, it cuts to a picture of his kids, like, just sitting on a desk. And he's like, oh, I feel guilty about smoking weed. Oh, and then he puts it back. Then he goes back to his records or whatever. It is. Right. But, yeah, there's no montage, like, fucking okay, Iron so, Man of him, like, building the so house. So I interpreted that scene as him, like, he's supposed to be, like, designing his thing. Yeah, he just has he, CAD like, or whatever the smokes, program is. Yeah, whatever. But they, like, showed it a lot. And we're like, okay, I get it. He's an architect. Okay, I get it. He fucking likes to smoke weed. And he... The kids aren't here. Why is he not smoking the weed? I don't he's get enjoying... It. You, you're, like, you're missing a lot of this movie is, like, a... A guy. It's a like. It's really like. Okay, so you're a guy. You got your music. You got your thing going. Like you're in the zone. Like it's right. like that's his garage. Okay, so like a lot of guys, when you turn on your music, you work on your car, you get in the zone. Like wives aren't allowed in that fucking room. Uh -huh. Like look, if you look at that house, like I said, he's been married for 14 years. Yeah. That room is like part like a playroom. For the kids, I don't know if you notice. Like, I if you look around that. on the set, like there's like shit that his kids like do. That, you want to talk about his design I fucking didn't prowess? Even like that. he didn't even design a room for himself. Like every room in the house is for like his family. Like he could at least have he designed an extra little room or even like a little panic room where he can go in and like be a guy. Like the room that has like his leather couch, panic all his room. like fucking sports memorabilia. But like <laughs> his DJ setup is in the living room. It doesn't make any sense. Like. 
I feel so. I mean, it kind of plays into how who he is as a guy, though, because like when those women come in, he spends a lot of time trying to like impress them with like what he what yeah. he's doing, and it's like oh, I'm like his character's like oh, I'm 43, and he's trying to get across that he still has it. And he's still, like, a cool guy, even though he's been married for 14 years, and he's not... Like, he doesn't want to come across as, like, a dad to them. Yeah, but also I'm a little bit confused because he's an architect, but then he told them that he was a DJ? No, 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 no. Like, he used to be a DJ. Oh. But he still has his fucking records out. Like, so it's, like, something that he does every once in a while. And then, like, when they're all listening to music, he's like, oh, I'll show them, I'll impress them with, like, what I can do. Even though it really wasn't that impressive. He, like, cut in the middle of a song. It's like, you do what you're supposed to do. It's like the basic, most basic fucking DJ thing I've ever seen. It's like mixing two records together, like, right at the right moment. It's like, whatever. It's And then he says some pretentious line of, like, oh, it's like mixing alcohol drinks together. Like, it's just a thing that you... Like, whatever, dude. It's like, like mixing drinks. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, what would make him less douchey. And I was, like, because he was kind of struck me as kind of a douchebag. Like, and I was, I wanted to like him. Like, I wanted, I related to him as a guy that, like, two women knock on your door. You're a little older. You've never had a three-way before. You would, you're interested in this. So it's like, right. you have these two women come over. You right. know immediately in your head as a guy, you're already thinking about that. Yeah. And, like, what my, I think the best scene in this movie, uh, I talk about favorite scenes, but I think, like, logistically the best scene of the movie is, like, when they get out of the shower and they're both wearing robes. And he's sitting down, and they're trying to sort of, like, seduce him. And the he keeps, two women are wearing robes. And right, he, and he keeps moving around the living room to not be uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And I think the blocking on that scene is really good. L- Low-key, high-key, I totally agree with you on that. That was really, really fun. That moment actually got me reinvested into... The scene right and back into but the movie. That that but that particular scene though, <laughs> just did like a porky pig. It's <laughs> like up 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 This is what we do here. Uh. Oh. So anyway, this is, uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. He, I was trying to find things that like made him less lame. Like, it wasn't like... He played a douchebag. He kind of was douchey. Like, the DJ thing was kind of douchey. His comment about drinking was kind of douchey. Like... Wow. How do you know that would be? DJing's like mixing a drink. First you find the right ingredients, then you find the blend. Uh, I just don't... Like, it would have been worse if he was, like, vaping or if he had, like, some kind of, like, weird, like, foreign car that he, like, worked on. Like, I don't know. And those could have been scenes in the movie that just straight up got cut. Yeah. Like, those could easily, seamlessly Like, he struck me as a guy that would have, like, an anime collection. You know what I mean? Like, or, like, be really into, like, Asian... Tentacle porn? Yeah, or, like, into just weird stuff. Like, I don't know. He didn't seem 100% likable. Outside of the fact that he's Keanu Reeves. Like, his character... He's supposed to be. Keanu Reeves was cast in that role because you're supposed to want to immediately like him. 
and you're like, oh, it's like. I didn't think he was, but I didn't think he was cool. I didn't think being a DJ was cool. No. I didn't think being an architect was cool. No, you immediately like him scene one, and then everything after that is like. His whole, like, aged out rock star vibe, I wasn't into. But you're not supposed to be into it. You're supposed to fucking kind of low, like, you're supposed to have some level of disdain for this guy, where you're like, I don't really like this guy's attitude. Don't really like where he's coming from. He seems kind of fucking pompous. Oh, he thinks he's occupying his space and can, like, impress these girls and get what he wants out of it. And then when those girls start, like, fucking manipulating the situation and taking advantage of him, then you're like, yeah, kick him in the balls. Like, what are they going to do to him? I hope they hurt him. Like, you start to, like, want bad things to happen to him. So you're like, you're rooting for these. Yeah. That's maybe the female perspective when you watch this movie. Yeah. It's like you start to, like, want the women that are in that house to, like, fuck with them. Like, I feel very strongly. But we can get, we should get deeper into that, like, uh, later. But, yeah, like, so you were saying that, like, the go-to-bed moment is the bathroom scene. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because uh, I, I agree with you. Well, because, yes. I mean, like, or leading up to that. Yeah. Right? Like, when he's, like, in them towels and stuff, and he, like, walks in, and he's like, I got towels! Oh, I got towels! I feel like, but that... I mean, the go-to-bed moment we should give some background is, like, when you're watching a movie and, like, somebody's, like... Okay, so, if you, yeah, if you haven't been listening to this podcast, we we have a segment that we're in the middle of where, <laughs> <laughs> uh, called the go-to-bed moment, which is basically, like, if you have kids and you're watching a movie with your kids and all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, there's a titty. Shit's getting crazy. Like, send the kids Get to it. bed. Tell yeah, um... It, ha- it doesn't happen so much now, I think, or I think it happens a lot less with movies that are, like, on demand. You kind of know what you're getting into. But this movie, I had movie. no idea what I was getting yeah, into. Yeah, same thing with, like, uh, I, that I think happened more typically if, if you were watching, like, uh, like television, and there's a movie on television that just happens to be on, and you've, like, never seen it before, and you're like, it's oh, like wow, this is, like, way more violent and, like, has way more sexy scenes than I thought it would. Ah, kids go to bed. Like, yeah. uh, I, I, like I said, like, I don't really think that happens as much anymore, especially with, like, Netflix and the whole on-demand culture with, like, I know it's rated R before I watch it. Maybe. I, have a I, I mean, I make no like, presumptions about people and the way they parent, but, like, for me, when I was watching it, the scene of him, like, doing the whole towel thing, and, like, once it was, like, okay, we're, like, in the bathroom, I was, like, this shit's crazy. This is the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, before that, like, well, like I was going to say, the I think parents would let their kids watch whatever. I think a lot of parents don't give a shit, and they just let their kids watch whatever's yeah. on Netflix. When I, I've, I've seen several movies, like, in the theater that were, like, incredibly violent, and, like... In the middle of this scene, like, like for example, Rambo Last Blood was one of them, right? Oh, so, I like, people are getting, like, arms broken, and there's, like, a scene where, like, Rambo breaks this guy's thumb. It's, like, really violent and kind of disturbing. And then, like, just in the middle, of it, just, you just start hearing a baby cry. And you're like, why would you bring your kids to this, like, incredibly violent film? I mean, I get getting a babysitter is hard. Perfect example of this? Deadpool. Yeah. Remember, how, like, the people who would bring their kids into that movie? But, like, Deadpool is a superhero, and he's got a mask and a costume, and and, and you could, and they've made a PG-13 version of that movie, so, they like... They did? Yeah, like, like I said, like, 
that kind of I could I I wouldn't give it to parents like for letting their kids see that like that's kind of understandable. Also, Deadpool is so fucking popular that like you couldn't walk into a mall without seeing at least a few Deadpool shirts. And be, so like that would lead into a lot of kids going like, please let us watch this, please, mom, yeah. please, 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 and you just be like, you're when so annoying, the, just like. Well, when did the PG thirteen version come out? Because I don't remember a PG thirteen. They uh, so they made. They made the first one that was like a theatrical run that like that was unrated and all that, right? Rated R. Um, yeah. They pushed really hard. The movie came in under budget, and then as soon as it was out on DVD, they released another version of it that was censored back yeah. in the theater that was PG-13. Oh, cool. So that way they, they did like a double run of it because the first one was so popular, and then yeah. they were like, we need to cash in again so we can get this get younger audience. Get all those kids who yeah. couldn't watch the first one. So we can get this younger audience and... Uh, Okay. Yeah, so I mean, but you could say that now, when I went and saw Hereditary, there was kids in Hereditary. And it's like, Hereditary is terrifying. That's such a scary movie. Great movie, but it's terrifying. Yeah. And there's a lot of male genitalia, like, in that movie that's like, wow, what are we watching? This is crazy. I'm trying to remember the male kids genitalia. Were in that, you, you didn't get that far. <laughs> I chickened out before the male you genitalia. The you pulled the shoot before you get to that part. Um, <laughs> I really did. I was like, I've had enough. This is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's like some of them just don't care. Like, there are movies. I remember when as a kid, like, I was allowed to see certain movies that were rated R. Wow. Like, and other movies that weren't rated R. Like so, what? for example, like, I was able to watch Die Hard. Because Die Hard is mostly swearing and violence. There's not a lot of sex stuff in Die Hard. Uh, another movie I was allowed to watch was the movie Deep Blue Sea. So that's uh, a lot, again, a lot of swearing and violence. Like, my parents didn't really have a lot of problems with swearing and violence. They did have a lot of problems with the sexual innuendo y stuff. So, like, I probably wouldn't be allowed to see Deadpool based on the, you know, there's the whole, like, pegging scene and the whole, like, all, you know, all the stuff that they have to talk about as he's meeting his girlfriend, you know, and, like, that, the yeah. whole first film. Um,. A lot of his jokes are kind of sexual in nature. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be allowed to see it. Like, and as soon as my mom, my mom hated everything that was like snarky. Like, they, she didn't like. She hates like snarky. Like, she calls it sass. So she's like, I hate sass. She's like, the sassiest. Like, person. being a smartass is like her pet peeve. Like, she hates that. She wants to like. There can only um, be one sassy person in the room. Yeah, That's what right. I think on that. So, anyways, <laughs> like, because it really has to do with like intelligence, right? Like, if you're sassy, if you're a smartass, I hate it when you do that. But I she do plays this character that's like this bullshit thing that she doesn't do when we're not in front of a camera. Like you <laughs> never do that. Like when we're, but as soon as you're in front of a camera, you're like, mm, like being. It's, <laughs> you turn on this weird character. I don't know. I what just this don't is. know how to stay still. <laughs> Side eye. But yeah, I don't. My parents wouldn't let me see this. There's no way. This would be one I would sneak though. As soon as I find out like they're gone, I would totally sneak this one. <laughs> I'd be like caught. I'd be like holding the controller. I'd be like. <gasps> Like, I would get caught watching this. That's so ridiculous. Or maybe I would watch... Because, I mean, you probably did this with Titanic or something, right? A lot of people had the VHS. I'm old, so I, we had the VHS of Titanic, right? Oh, you did? So we knew exactly what time code it was when there was boobs in Titanic. And you fast forward to the part where there's boobs, and you see boobs, and you show all your 10-year-old friends, and then you rewind it back, and you put the movie back so your parents don't know, right? <sighs> 
Same thing with Starship Troopers. That was also another first boobs for me. So, like, this movie would be a great movie for a kid to, to sneak boobs, though. This would be a good... This is a good first boobs movie. Oh, my God. We're not telling you that. Because <laughs> you see boobs, like, within, like, the first 10 We're minutes We're just of the telling movie. you that the, within the first 10 to 11 minutes, you may see one or four boobs. Yeah. There's quite a bit of boobs. I feel in this like movie. it's immediately four. I don't think you just see one set. I think it's like. Two. Yo, yeah, you see both of them right away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the great, great first boobs movie. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> uh, what is what is uh, about Knock Knock uh, that is aged the best? Um, and so what? my answer is what is H the best is like this movie it came out in 2015 um, I really didn't have a lot for this outside of the fact that like they use Facebook to stream the live sex at the end and Facebook isn't really the hotness right now and so nowadays it would be maybe maybe Instagram or maybe you know Snapchat or something I disagree with you I think they nailed this Okay. Because he is 45. He's 43. Whatever. He's 43 <laughs> to 45. He's on Facebook more. He's more invested in Facebook. All of his friends and family are on there. Don't forget, he's a family guy, so he's doing a lot of bragging about his sweet life on Facebook. Okay, so then would you say... That if people are on Facebook as much as, like, most people are on their yeah. phones and they check it regularly. Which right? they were doing before Instagram. Right. So this would be they live stream it. She's coming home. She doesn't know about it yet. It's not being live streamed. They just posted it onto his his timeline. Okay. So then she, as his wife. Yeah. Hopefully as his friend on social media. Yeah. She never saw it, huh? She would have, maybe she would have seen it like while she's at the beach or while she's like packing up the, the car. She, maybe she checks her phone real quick uh-huh. and she would see it. Yeah. She might even know about it on the way home before she even gets there. Right. So that would be like a thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she gets a phone call from a friend that saw it. Like I would imagine like if there's a video on, of me banging somebody else that's oh, not yeah, my everyone's wife. Yeah, calling me. Yeah, like Holly or whoever if your friends are. If I haven't seen are. the video, somebody's going to be like, "Yo, girl. Have you checked your Facebook?" Okay. Before you do, I just think that you shouldn't be behind a wheel. You should be at home. And I also think you shouldn't be alone. Where are you? Like that would be the phone call that you would get. To that post. Yeah. So my money's on that she would know before she even walks through that door that what, what he's been up to, right? Yeah. I that's that's my opinion on that. But like, I don't. I just didn't think the social media was like the because I mean it is kind of a Black Mary kind of ending where it's like, uh, one of the best parts of the film, right? Like he's buried in the ground. And he, like, tries to turn the video off, and he accidentally hits, like, like instead, right? Which is hilarious. Uh, why, why are you hitting me? Well, part of me was like, we shouldn't tell him the ending. And then I was like, but it is the best part. Like, I was really conflicted. I'm sorry. But I'm also like, I don't care. I know. I, I apologize. This movie's out since 2015. It's on Netflix. Go watch it now. I mean, you can stop, the have- pod- you can stop listening to this and go watch it right now. Uh, but spoilers, I mean, it's an old movie. I, I'm not one of these guys. It's like, there's too many movies, it's like... Like, you can't, oh, it's so spoiled. Yeah, this is underrated. Like, that whole spoil thing could be a whole, like, Kirby enthusiasm thing where it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I spoiled it. Oh, oh, you know, like. Yeah, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, Larry, you spoiled you bald asshole. Like, I think that could be a curb thing. But yeah, like, I, I honestly think the movie's aged pretty well, like, outside of the technology stuff. I, I mean, feel like in 2015, that... I feel like that movie may have, like, really flown kind of under the radar, but it kicking back right now during quarantine on Netflix was fire. It was weird. It was like, what is happening? And honestly, it kind of, like, feels a little bit good because... Like, we're dealing with so many, like, men in, like, positions of power that are just, like, kind of abusing their power and, like, just manipulating and taking advantage of situations. Oh, so do you think that this came out, like, in the height of, like, sort of the Me Too Right, it's resurgence. It's, like, second run of of being out. I think it's kind of puttering out. To be honest, well, I think they pretty much have up. got everybody. Like they've yeah. got most of the giant monsters. I'm sure there's like sub-level I, I people just, out there. But. I just feel like, like, for a movie like that to to have another moment on Netflix during like this specific period in time, after like, didn't it kick up after the election? It was popular, or it was, like, no. right before? Why are you even bringing right that up? Be- I'm sorry. It, like, pops up right don't now. Don't even talk about that shit. What I'm trying to explain is I think that it's popular right now because... It was popular. It, it's not the most popular anymore. It was popular for a couple weeks around Halloween. That's what I'm talking about. It was popular for a second. Like, yeah. I think it had a moment. I'm trying to say it had a moment. Sure. Because... Like, there's a lot of, like, venting and shit happening right now. Yeah. And on top of that, it being, like, a thriller or, like, a psychological thriller, which I don't think it's very psychological at all. I think it's mostly just, like... I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's very straightforward. So when somebody was complaining about, like, this isn't a thriller, like, the level of suspense is extremely short. It's, like, you can kind of, like... It's a fun ride. It's like you see, you're on the ride, and you're like, see the turn coming, and you're like, how far will this dip? You know, like, how far are they going to go is really the ride that you're on. It's not about it, like, surprising you. It's like, oh, how far is this going to go is really what the ride is. And I think it was resurged and got hot for a second, because it was just, like, the right timing. It's, like, Halloween, people are looking to have a, something to do inside. We can't really go outside. And with the temperature, having something that is, like, so ridiculously, like... I can't even think of what the word is on, like, how to describe it. Of, like, watching something where you can, like, see these two, like, super sexy women just be like... Ah! We're gonna fuck with you. Blah. It's angsty. Like, it's got yeah, like it's a, got a lot teenage, of angst. like a teenage angst, like the like a lot of Courtney Love, like yeah. We're gonna fuck with you. Like there's something really fun about that level of angst, and I'm cool doing the ride with Keanu Reeves. Like he's real easy breezy to watch while he's doing his thing, and it makes it extra funny when it's like bonkers. It makes it fun. Like, if there was somebody else playing the role, and this doesn't happen very often... Okay, so you don't have casts yet. We're not on that section Okay. Yet. We'll wait. 
But I was gonna say, so you're good with like you think it's aged well? I think that you is... got like way off track. Like you were like, here's the road, and you're like, Beep. I think it's aged. I think it's aged enough. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like saying nothing. I mean, I said what I said. I get it. Like, it came out in 2015. It was probably a moment in between some stuff that he was doing where he wanted to do things that were, like, different and weird. I mean, if that guy did, like you said, it directed Hostel, you know, that's an unexpected ride. This is not that, though. Yeah. This is not that. I mean, it's got sort of that sort of torture porn thing that he yeah, did in the hostel. Yeah, but it's way more campy. Yeah. It's it's almost like, I thought it was a Bloomhouse picture for two seconds. It definitely watches like a Bloomhouse. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Blumhouse. Blumhouse, yeah. my bad. Where it's got, like, it's very, like, vibrant and, like... I hate to say it, but almost like not gumdroppy, but like it's it's young. Yeah, it's got like a fun energy. Yeah, yeah like a, like it's not it's not dark. It doesn't yes. really feel as dark as it should. Right. Like for the subject matter they cover, it's way not dark compared to like what it could be. Right. Like it could, that movie could be a lot darker. Right. And there's a couple scenes where they can make it darker. Um, and there's a couple parts where they're like, and this would be like my cutting room floor stuff, but. Um, so I could save some of that. But, like, one of the things that could make it darker would be, like, okay, so she's basically raping Keanu Reeves. And if she put, like, a filter on, over her, like, face, like a fun, like, dog filter, like, on Snapchat or something like that, it could add this, like, level of kind of gross to it that, like, makes it a little bit darker and a little bit more, like, twisted and sick. Uh, the concept already was kind of dark as it was. Like, I think she's wearing her his daughter's, like, outfit. So that makes it a little weird. Um, and if you want to talk about like yeah. psycho, like a psychosexual thriller, that particular scene where they're shooting that and she's like, put your daughter's panties in your mouth. That scene got really weird. Take that off. That's my daughter's. You take that off. You like how it fits me, daddy? Look. Take those off, you fucking crazy bitch. You know, every girl's first love is their daddy, huh? You're sick. You like what you see? Huh? You like what you see, daddy? Oof, this made, that was probably the one scene that made me the, the feel the most uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's intended to, but like, it's the one scene that's like, oh, this is no longer hot. This is now I feel creepy and grossed out yeah. because the whole rest of the movie is like, oh, this is kind of hot. Like the whole, I was like, hey, I'm still kind of into this, right? right. It's like, oh, they're back for more. Cool. Right. We're going to have another hot orgy scene. Like, right. nope, it's going to be a weird kind of pseudo rape scene where like the girl, you know, yeah. so like it is dark. Like, I mean, so it kind of fits in but Eli Ross like wheelhouse. But it doesn't stay dark. It goes back to being silly again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's partly because of the acting. Because yeah. his acting is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the other girl, uh, not the one who's like pillows, but like uh, the other girl, her acting is not the greatest either. So like the two of them together is like, whoosh. I mean, she's okay. Like it's, like I said, it's serviceable. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the it's cheesy. I think the movie's aged really well to be in from 2015. So uh, favorite scene. Do you have a favorite scene? Um... 
I like the scenes. There's like a couple of moments, but there's like a scene where he thinks he gets rid of them. Get up and get dressed right now. Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me where Evan is? You know that sweet guy that saved two girls from the rain? He's gone. Get the fuck up. Let's go. I don't appreciate your tone of voice. Go. Come on, Belly. Looks like Evan lost his sense of humor. Go. <laughs> Hello? Let's go! Where's Belle? I don't know. She's not my friend. Belle? 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 to get dressed. Come on, play time so. Evan, can you hold me? Please, just once more. Please, I miss your hugs. Belle, listen to me. You're leaving. Oh. Now, get dressed. I love Belle. you. I love Belle. you. Belle. I love oh. you so much. God damn it. <laughs> right? I think I like this scene too. This might be my favorite scene too, so it's what, it's just say what you're gonna say. Well, I mean, he thinks he got rid of them, and they're like full blown still at his house. Like, he gets up, he moves through his house, he's like, oh my god, this place is such a mess. Like, let me tidy it, let me clean it. And he thinks they're gone, and then lo and behold, they're still there. And, um. <laughs> They're like still want to like hang out and act ridiculous, and then his wife calls and he has to like act like everything's uh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So I had and that scene too. Yeah, and they're like just being obnoxious. So then it goes into this place of like, ooh, maybe he'll kill them. Yeah, I feel like for a brief second. I also liked it though because he's like stress smoking cigarettes and stuff. It's just funny. Like I was just watching him puff and puff around the house. Yeah. And you really laugh. He's like, what the fuck? Get the fuck yeah. out of my house! Like that whole like yeah. thing that he does where he like marches and kind of like box and he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're it's, like, it's very entertaining. Like that, I marked that as my one of my favorite scenes too because yeah. it's like what and watching Keanu Reeves like yell at somebody like it was your dad is so funny. Like I didn't buy at all, yeah. but it's also hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, those girls are basically so annoying, but it's also like they're, they're mid-twenties. Like, dude, yeah. the you, most don't, annoying you don't remember how annoying you were when you are 12. I'm still annoying. And I was like, I don't remember how annoying I was when I was like that age. Well, you're you know? like young and you're excited and like You whatever. got energy. Woo, you're gonna you still have a six-pack. Like, yeah, like why can't anyone else keep going like I can? Like I get how that's annoying and stuff. Like, oh, it's the, you know, the hookup that won't go away, you know? 
they're like still hanging out and stuff and he's like get the get out of here I kind of like that part yeah the whole scene like leading through that and then like the funny scene where he's like driving them back to whatever house they live in and it's like she's like well this is awkward like <laughs> and then like he didn't say anything and they should have a line where he's like don't call or whatever <laughs> he's like don't call me <laughs> true not what's your favorite scene uh, I got a few. Uh, that, that is one of them. Um, that seems very fun. Uh, one of the other ones I really liked, um, I like the scene where they try to seduce the art, the black art critic guy. That's like, and he like, he flips this like switch <laughs> to gay all of a sudden. I mean, you kind of had this idea that he was gay and then all of a sudden like he just cranks up the flamboyantness a little bit. Like it's like a, he's like, oh no, you did it. Oh, no, like honey. you kind of see like the queen you messed with the wrong queen. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, finally someone's going to kill, kill them. You just keep wanting somebody to kill those girls. Yeah. And then he's like, you don't think I recognize like you ghetto ass bitches or whatever. He's like, I'm from Oakland, which I thought was kind of a, I thought that was really cute. I thought that was kind of a generality, but, uh, yeah, especially when it like there was no follow through. Like when somebody says, "Yo, I'm from Oakland," usually there's like something happening, like a move right after that. He just like says it, uh, and then he like moves yeah, around a my, lot. My whole thing was like, "Yeah, I'm from Oakland." Like, dude, there's a lot of people from Oakland. There's white people from Oakland too. Okay, like we lived in Oakland for a hot minute, so like I, I'm not gonna say like, "Oh, I'm from Oakland," and that automatically means that he's black. Like that, I think is kind of racist. No, I felt like he was trying to say not that he was black, but that he's like, "Don't, no one, like no one's gonna mess with me because I'm from this, the hood." Yeah. But what was funny if about it? If he said the it, streets, it would be funnier and I think saying Oakland made it get a little bit more of a and context maybe I that was like an in the moment like rewrite or something but it's funny <laughs> it's funny though because he literally just like you look at him and you're like nothing's happening here like he's just gonna say some stuff and yeah, he's about to go call it felt on. like he like said some stuff and he just like in place like didn't do anything well my favorite thing is like how he dies is so like so he you know he get, hooks up with Keanu Reeves and they kind of come up with this like plan to like take them out yeah but like by this point like the girls had already like you know pickpocketed away his inhaler yeah and I think that you had said this probably the best is like when he comes out and they're defacing that statue, they basically, like, annoy him to death. Yeah. And that's was, like, that's a hilarious way like, to, like... He just, like, couldn't catch his breath. He was like, oh, 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 yeah. He just died. And then, like, he dies, and then his head just happens to fall in a way that we're, like, brutally hits like, him, like, smashes. The <laughs> his head smashes open, and they're like, oh, he fell. We did not do it. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah, he died so abruptly. Like, um, one of the things... One of the things I liked about this movie, so it kind of leads after, like, what you're talking about, um your favorite scene and kind of like before you know one of my favorite scenes is like so in the movie like he's in the wrong at the beginning right so he sleeps with these two women he you know kind of ruins his family and then they're like oh by the way we're underage and then he's like oh crap like he didn't even think about that and he didn't ask like who's what and he's like we're you know 16 I'm calling the fucking police go ahead <laughs> What the fuck is so funny? 
I just have a funny story for them. It's called To Catch a Predator. What the fuck are you talking about? 15 to 20 years? I think it is 20. Mm. 15 gets to 20, right? I don't believe it. You don't have to. The jury will. Statutory rape, Evan. 20 years behind bars. And that's just for one of us. And I'm not planning on taking a shower. I have evidence. Really? So how could you be a flight attendant if you're only 15? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What? We, we saw that in a movie, Evan. I told you he'd believe it. Do you want to check my ID? She doesn't have one. She's too young. <sighs> okay. What do you want? Uh, and so he's kind of freaking out. And then for a good chunk of the movie, you know, like a first half or so, you kind of are with him in the sense that like, oh man, he fucked up. Like, and you feel sort of like he deserves this now, right? And then he drops the women back off at home and you're like, well, where's this movie gonna go now? Like he just basically slept with two underage girls. And it's like, they have to come back. Because otherwise, what's gonna, this movie's only like half over. So you're like, but at that moment, as soon as he drops them off, like those two women are still on the right. And then, like, when they come back and they re break back into the house, and they're like, oh, you know, you molested us or whatever, like, now they're in the wrong. And the movie kind of shifts in a way that's like, they had a case up until that scene where they come back in and they start fucking up his house and they start doing stuff to him where it's like, you could have had a pretty legit... But then they killed a guy. Right, and then they kill a guy, and so, like, the women kind of just keep digging this fucking yeah. hole that's, like, everything leading up to the pizza monologue is, like, they did it to themselves. Yeah. They were like, oh, you're gonna... So, like, there's a big chunk of the movie where they're like, you're a rapist, who's gonna go to jail? And, like, they are. They're clearly going to jail. Like, any good lawyer would be able to spin this in a way that's, like, they're going to jail. And then they show the ace in the hole, which is, like, we're actually not underage. And you're like, okay, what is going on here? And, like, the whole movie's kind of this manipulation of your feelings, which is, I mean, fun-ish, but not that fun. I mean, as a guy, you, forgetting to ask, like, would be scary. That'd be a scary position to be in. I think for literally anybody. So is that why it's a horror movie? Like, is it a scary, is it, like, in that genre? Because, like, it's... I think it would be more of a horror movie if they didn't reveal anything. Like, if he just drops them off, and then he's like, I basically slept with these two women. I think that it would have been a more of a, like, a, a kind of like a psychology movie. Yeah, if they sort of like If they sort of, like, leaked stuff to his family, like, say his mom, like, say his wife comes back, and then his kids are there, and then he's like, where's this mail coming from? Yeah. Like, who are these people in these photos? Yeah. Like, where is all this, who's, whose broad is this? You know, like, and they just kind of slowly, like... They kind of blackmail him a little bit. Like I, th I feel like the movie would have been better right. if they had gone in that direction right. instead. But they kind of just like I, they, they sure just shot their load at the in that one particular scene as they were coming back. You know, they mess up the black guy's like statue and they do all these things. That I are think like, they shot their whole load in that house because the whole point was to try to tell one story inside of one set piece. Yeah. 
I mean, you could do it digitally, though. I, I mean, that, now we're talking about like stuff that's yeah. Like, now we're getting into some, but now yeah, we're getting into some stuff. I just wanted to say that while I was thinking about my favorite scenes, like yeah. they kind of like um, the the free pizza monologue that he gives. He should win an award for uh, some type of Razzie or something. But that scene is like cinematic gold. Death, you're gonna kill me. You're gonna fucking kill me. Why? Why? Because I fucked you? You fucked me! You fucked me! You came to my house! You came to me! I got you a car! I brought you your clothes and you took a fucking bubble bath! You wanted it! You wanted it! You came out to me! What was I supposed to do? You sucked my cock! You both fucking sucked my cock! It was free pizza! Free fucking pizza! It just shows up at my fucking door! What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants! Come on, fuck us! No one will know! Come on, fuck us! Oh, twosomes, threesomes, it doesn't matter! Starfish, husbands, you don't give a fuck, you'll just fuck anything, you'll just fuck anything! Well, you lied to me, I'm trying to help you! I let you in! I was a good guy, I'm a good father! And you just fucking fucked me? What? Now you're gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me? Why? Why? You should fuck me? What the fuck? Fuck! Fuck! This is fucking insane! Everything's happening, and then that, and then that's what he's got to say to them. It's just like the free pizza. It's called. I think if you look it up on YouTube, it's even called free pizza. Like it's that's the name of the clip. Like it's so ridiculous. It's so funny. And then like knowing that he had to like retake it a couple times this is even funnier. He's it's like, like I can do that. Uh, it wasn't good enough. Like this that's cheesy dialogue great. is like I I need to re say these lines. Uh, that that scene is really awesome. I can respect that though. Um, Thank you for your commitment, Keanu. So, uh, as far as favorite scenes go, every scene where Keanu is buried in the grass is hilarious. <laughs> like, every scene, like, once that happens, that movie is gold. Like, uh, every scene. Everything is worth it yeah. for that I could watch moment. Keanu Reeves' head poking out of my grass. Like, that might even All be day. my next Halloween, like... My next Halloween, you know how like people decorate their homes. Like that'd be a fun thing to get like a, like a Keanu Reeves like a thing and then bury him like with a phone in front yeah, of. Yeah, like all you have to do is like put his little head, over an astroturf and like, you, <laughs> yeah, right? And like and a little cell made, phone in front. And then you've made knock knock as like a thing. Like put it in your in your front of your yard. But that would be hilarious. That'd be funny. But and once they did that, that movie became so entertaining. It's like so just to watch good. him like with his gag going, oh. Like it's best so part. funny. I, I, part. I can watch it all day. Like there's. Sorry. <laughs> Just throwing your phone around. Technical difficulties. I can watch all day, all day. Uh, so yeah, what's well, in the grass, and then. Um, that is the best scene. Uh, I also love. I love the ending. The ending made this movie. It's really cemented the B movie thing where it's like, if oh you were taking this movie seriously, w w I don't understand. Because the the movie, you know, the, the video goes live on this Facebook of him, you know, hooking up with this girl. Yeah. And people are commenting. The comments are hilarious. They're like, one of the comments was like, my kids can see this. And you're like, this is so funny. Like, so funny. Uh, and then he's like, he like was able to like work a hand out and then he like accidentally like hits like. And that's funny. And then all of a sudden, like right after that, like his kids come home. 
And then, like, his son's, like, the only line that, like, ends the movie is, like, his, his little son is, like, looking around the house, which is fucked up. They, those two girls screwed this house up really bad. But the kid is, like, looking around and be like, oh, man, dad had a party. Like, and then the movie cuts to black. And that was basically the whole film. <laughs> it's so, so funny. Good. So, like, the so whole good. ending, the whole ending is, like, I like, that's one of my favorite the scenes. The whole part. ending is great. Uh, Everything became worth it for the end. And I I was like, I looked at Paul and I was like, thanks for going on that ride again with me. Yeah. It was good. It was worth it. Um, let's talk about Heroes and Zeros. Okay. So one of the heroes that I think uh, is the actress, um, Anna D. her name is Anna D. Armas. Anna D. Armas. She was That's, the one with the really big eyes who like looked super innocent. Right, yeah. yeah. She's a pretty good actress. She's in uh, War Dogs. She's the chick that's like, these pedos! Yeah. She's actually, she's going to be she's a, a lot of stuff. She's going to be actually. a Bond girl coming up in the new mm-hmm. James Bond movie. Yeah. Um, I liked this movie a lot because I, I didn't know this until um, I started working on this uh podcast episode but like sh- this was like her first like english speaking role are you serious yeah this movie was? yeah it was like her first english speaking role so this movie came out in 2015 i think she does war dogs in like 2016 okay so it's like she's slowly doing these more and more movies but like the role the way that she plays now that i know that's like it's like almost like a second language the way that she's able to act with like mm-hmm. english and stuff um she, I, I, don't, I just felt that like she really showed range in this mm-hmm. because if you also remember, she's the doctor or the nurse in Knives Out, and like she seems really innocent in that movie. And well, she has that whole thing going on. Right. She really does seem like she can play an innocent, and uh, but she obviously looks like she's of age. So like when they were like, I'm only whatever, that didn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but I felt like. I, Ana de Armas was more believable than the other girl. Yes. Which ironically is the other way around. The other girl's actually younger than her, which is weird. Like, I looked up their ages and was like, during the time of this shooting, like, one of them would have been like 26, the other one is like 27 years old. So there's no way that they're underage yeah. by like any means. Right. Which we both knew watching yeah. it. it was like, they're not underage, get out of here. Yeah. But like, still, I mean, that's a fear that would loom over your head as a guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that like the idea of her range of like being sweet and then sort of scary, it was like the more innocent that she was actually made her like scarier. Mm-hmm. I actually felt that she was creepier and more demented yeah. than the other girl. Yeah. And I felt that the other girl, they were trying way too hard to make her seem kind of creepy and unhinged. Yeah. Whereas like the other girl is like riding on the mirror with something like it was way creepier to act cute and then all of a sudden carry around like a sledgehammer that's way creepier if they're ever going to like recast like a harley quinn type character like she would be a good recast if like margot robbie never wanted to do it again like Mm -hmm. i don't know if she can do the accent but like um but that that's kind of what that is is like this sort of sweet scary psychotic thing that she did really well, which I, I really thought like she carried the movie. Like yeah. if I if she wasn't in it, I wouldn't have really enjoyed the movie as it's much. Her and Keanu Reeves really made it happen. Yeah. The other person was necessary to like help move story along and still was like did a good job. But like like you're saying, I totally agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah, she killed she it. it. Uh, she killed the movie, especially in the softer moments, like the scene where he's like DJing and stuff. She really plays. Well, like, you, you really... believe her. Yeah, you believe her. But then when she is like what you're exactly what you're saying, when she's 
quieter and creepy. It feels unsettling because you're like, wait, who were you a scene ago? Like, you were just so, you know, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> what just happened here? Yeah. You know, and I liked that. I would have liked um, that other character to have more um, the other girl that was in the thing. I would have been cool if she was more hardened, but... Yeah, like I said, she's serviceable. I mean, yeah, she's kind of it's fine. She's actually the wife of the director. So. Are you serious? Yeah, so it makes, That's it makes more sense. Uh, one of the other heroes that I thought, uh, and this is an unsung hero because they're not in the film, but I thought that the set designer for the movie uh, was really entertaining. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, so somebody had to spray paint all over this house. Somebody had to destroy everything and make it look like it got ransacked, basically. Yeah. And, like, um, Art director. occasionally you will see in the background, like, some scene will be happening. But in the background, you can make out some of the spray paint that's, like, on the wall and stuff. And, like, some of it's just jokes. Like, it's hilarious. So I think one scene, an example that, like... I think I even rewound it to show you, like, yeah. how funny it was. was, like, um, in the movie, Keanu Reeves' character has, like, pictures of his kids, like, up on the wall. You know, like, a lot of it's parents do. really pretentious, though. Like, big, like, from, like... Like the whole wall, like large, obscene, scaled photos of like people in the family. Where, like, if you were to walk into that house and like just look at that, you'd be like, Do you guys think it's weird that you walk by life size pictures of yourselves? You yeah, know? they're like the background of the like wall and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like it was like too sweet. So it was nice to see it get messed up. You're creeping me out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the movie. I like the ride. Come on. It's like when you're in the Haunted Mansion and they're doing the things and you're like, yeah. oh, the ghost is in the cart with me. It's you're like, fun. You'd be like the third person, though, that came in and was like, I'll cut your dick off. Like you, You're like right there with those two women. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that like there's this particular scene, right? So they have a picture of the guy's son and it's this really cute picture, but someone just spray painted on it that he's like has AIDS or something like that, has dying of AIDS. And it's just really funny. It was like something Ricky Gervais would write on, like, a picture, and it, it just made me laugh. Like, it was, like, literally the cheese. It's, like, cheesy jokes that, like, Yeah, it was people so brutal, but it was hilarious. It was, like, this such an innocent kid is, is like, dying of AIDS. It's just funny. <laughs> it's making me laugh now. I also liked the art direction in it. There was the living room that was used quite a bit for multiple scenes. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. I liked the art that was on the walls, which was really funny. And all of it was very much, like, vaginas and... Penises, like it was yeah, all they like just phallic all like and different colored like bread rolls. Basically. Yeah, like everything had like every single thing that was in the background had sexual tension, including just like the paintings on the wall. Yeah, but I just felt like that was like that guy. I don't think is getting enough due for whatever he wrote on the thing. Because I mean, I'm sure they workshopped like what would be the funniest thing to like put in the back. Oh yeah, and it's like what would be hilarious to like read while this scene is happening. Yeah. It's like what it just adds this layer of silly and fun to, like, an already fun, like, B-movie. I don't have any zeros for the film. You don't have any zeros? I kind of have one little zero. It's not a zero. It's just um, kind of like a, uh. I think a pretty big zero is 20-year-olds. <laughs> just, like, just because you forget how annoying you are. Like, I hated them so much in that scene where they're, like, they're, like, feeding the dog, like, cereal. And I was like, man, that dog's going to shit everywhere. Like, I just felt... 
Like, I just, uh, and then she's, like, doing whippets with the whipped cream and, like, directly eating the syrup. And I'm yeah, like, they were gross. And I've talked on podcasts about doing direct shots of syrup and stuff. So, I mean, I get it, because I, I was that age at one point. But you just forget how annoying you are. Yeah. And then I was like, so, uh, Big Zero is 20-year-olds. <laughs> Big Zero is 20-year-olds. Uh, I'll really quickly go through the fun facts. Uh, so fact one is Keanu had to do the pizza monologue multiple times because he wasn't happy with his performance. Uh, which I think strong, is strong, strong, strong. Uh, second fact is apparently the DVD release has a John Wick type alternate ending where Keanu Reeves used a pet tracker app to find the girls and kill them. Finally! Why are, why would no? Which I think would be awesome. That would have been awesome. Why... Is that only for... So that's a special feature if you buy the movie on Blu-ray. Wow. Um, and then uh, I also found out the director didn't want to go in that direction because it turned the movie into kind of like a slasher-type film, where now, like, these two girls are getting chased by this guy. Okay. And it stops being kind of like this, like, unique-type film, which right. I kind of agree with. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other fact I have is, like, the film is actually a remake of a 1977 film called Death Game, and that was an American remake of a Spanish erotic thriller called Vicious and Nude. So what my question would be to you is, is would it be safe to say that this is a remake of a porno? Yes, absolutely. Right? It, it they, makes way more sense now. It makes way more sense. It takes it right back to me doing dishes and only hearing it and being like, they're watching porn. He's watching porn over there. I mean, because it does have the exact setup of a porn film where it's like, okay, classic it opens porn. the door. And classic like, porn, though, right? Yeah, it's like classic porn. Like, it's almost like that Big Lebowski thing. Like, what did they do? Like, what did the cable guy do? And it's like, he fixes the cable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't fix the cable. They're having sex. Like, this is definitely going to happen. You yeah. know, like, as soon as they walk in, it's the setup it's of a porn. Down. Now they don't even have a story in most of them anymore. And now it's just like, it just cuts and she's like, yeah, we're just like getting to the, now it's so brutal, but, but it's back like in the day there was like a little storyline to just bring you into the scenario of how this happenstance of like the scenario, yeah, like yeah. how this even maybe even got set up, you know? So for that, I thought it was like completely magical and because of that setup, it made the ending very magical and hilarious because, um, you know, it's his little head sticking out of the grass. All right. So we have two more. We have a few more segments. Okay. So um, what do you think would be on the cutting room floor of this movie? Like, what do you think would be edited? What do you think the movie was missing? <sighs> I feel like... We're going to go long on this podcast. So there's a lot to talk about in this movie because it's it's pretty entertaining. I mean, cutting room floor, more interactions with his family, but, you know, I... Because I just, like, didn't believe that he was a family guy. Yeah, because when he got, like, that one scene where he's like, monster! Yeah, I think right? they were like, you know what? This is all that we need to establish that he has a family. We don't need, like, more. Like, because then I feel like it would subtract from his likability to, like, ooh, just, like, not liking him. Like, that yo-yo effect. It would have put too much in the, like, I like him category. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen 
why the girls knew about the monster part. That's what um, I'm talking about. But I'm glad that they didn't because it adds a level of creepiness to it because now my imagination fills in the gaps and I think that that was a good directorial choice to yes. not add that in. Totally it just agree. would have spelled out too much for me. I totally agree. Um, and it would also add like these weird layers of the film where it's like, it kind of contradicts certain parts where they were like, they said that they just went door to door and I was like, well, if they'd watched him at the beginning, that kind of conflicts with another part of the film. Yeah, so but I they're just saying writing, that. But I think writing-wise, I think there was some inconsistencies as yeah. to like, what was going yeah. on with like yeah. how they you know, found him. Uh, they would have to commit to the idea that like they'd scoped this house out for like maybe a couple weeks in advance before that happened. I will um, admit that when you watch it, that is a big plot hole that can feel really frustrating. So if you don't just, like, accept that it's going to have flaws, yeah. then you can get really stuck on that. You kind of just said, that was the part where you just kind of have to roll with you it. You just yeah. have to be like, where the fuck? But it like, did, I felt, though, going? like, without it being explained, like, made it creepier, made the two girls mm-hmm. seem a little creepier. Um, what I would really like to have seen, though, is, like, a scene where, like, the wife comes home, and then they have, like, an argument while he's, like, buried in the ground. And then he's like, oh, go to your room, kids. Like, well, mom and dad, like, hash it out. Like, that would be a really fun. That's a total cutting room moment. That would be a moment. really fun scene. Yeah. Because then the kids go back to his room where his picture says, like, I have AIDS the on it. The kid comes <laughs> out. Like, maybe the cutting room floor isn't, like, the, them coming through the front door. It's them coming through the back door and the little boy seeing his dad and being like, daddy had a party. And then the mom's like, what the cut to black. Yeah. You know? And he's like, Ugh. And like one hand comes out of the ground is like a shrug. <laughs> yeah, like really like wholesome. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, it gets like a really like home improvement kind of yes. like Yes. Like very sitcom. sitcom. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Right? Yes. It's dead. Yeah, that would have been a fun scene though. I just felt like something was missing. Again, like it would have made the movie worse. The movie is already bad, so it just would have added like more layers of funny, I think, to this movie. Uh, what is? It? I had some other. Um, <laughs> 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 so I also think it'd be funny if so, like he gets caught, right? So now, now the wife knows okay. because she's seen the streaming Facebook, right? She's seen the video, and now Keanu Reeves has to explain to his wife why he had a threesome. And that would be a pretty entertaining, like, I'd like to see the scenery, like, justifying the threesome to his With wife. only his head out? Maybe, yeah. Like, while he's buried. Of course, yes. all this would be buried while, while he's buried. While his head is out. Yeah. And then that is where it's all going down. I love it. Like, okay, so he's, like, explaining, and he's like, it's like, it's a guy, it's a dream for every guy. You would have said yes, too. You would have done it. Anybody would have done it. It was free fucking pizza, like, whatever. (laughs) And he just does that same monologue over again. And the kids are like, I want free pizza. And then that's when the movie ends. He's like, order pizza. Okay, we're all having pizza. And then the movie cuts. Oh, my God. Somebody order pizza. Dude, and the mom hasn't even found her dead friend yet. I don't know when she would. They like put him in some van, like a random oh, van that like took right. off. They hid the body. God, yeah. that also make that's a plot hole. I don't know what happened to the guys. Floor on that. Yeah, one. they put him in some van and they got d- rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Favorite line, obviously, uh, free pizza. I don't really, I've already gone over this a lot. So free pizza, I've got the whole monologue here. I'm not going over that. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip to one and done. Uh, I And I think that this movie, um, if you're going to be in this movie, if you're going to do a one and done, it would be uh, a movie like, I, I'd want to be like the little kid. Daddy had a party. Like, that'd be the only role I'd really want in the film. Um, main reason why is this movie is bad. Okay? So, like, <laughs> so like say, like, you're... Say this is a one-and-done movie. Yeah. Right? And you were an actor in this movie, and then you, like, went back to your regular day job. Okay? And then all of a sudden, like... <laughs> all of a sudden, people in your office, like, discover that you're in this movie. And then, for whatever reason, now you have a nickname called free pizza and you're like going around the office and like you know tommy in the cubicle next to you is like hey free pizza what's up man like what are you doing today and you're like it was just one movie that i was in man like i i would just try it out acting for like a second okay like so if you're going to be in this movie you need to immediately be in a second movie so that way you can show that you've been in a few movies yeah. that were like this is just a one-off man that was bad like, I don't have control over all of it. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And I'm like, check out this other movie I was in. It's, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, like... So your one and done is... Would be to be probably the little kid. The, the little boy who's like, Daddy had a party. Because it would be an easy role. And then people forgive child actors for being in all kinds of stuff. No one's like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, no one's mad at, like, child actors for, being... No one's for, mad like, at being, JTT. No one's mad at, like, you know, Macaulay Culkin for losing his mind and going crazy. You know, no one's mad at these people. Because you're like, yeah, he's a child actor. He's a weirdo. It's okay to be weird if you're a child actor. So, like... But if you're an adult and the movie didn't do very well, say the like the it's, guy, the black guy that plays like the art critic, like if did great. if he didn't go on to be in more movies, like this movie's kind of embarrassing to be like brought up in a conversation. Right? I don't know, or it could be fun, and you're like, dude, do you want us to be killed by two hot girls because I can't breathe? <laughs> I would be like a really. I like fun, your I like your attitude about it, it but be, I feel like I'd be embarrassed. It'd by be being really fun to like show my friends, be like, "You want to show you this?" And then I would wear the same outfit while I show them the clip. I'd wear the same outfit that I wore in the movie, and yeah. I'd be like, and then they'd turn around to me and they'd be like, "That was horrible," and I'd be like, "But check out my free outfit." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd do. Louis Vuitton, yeah, Louis Vuitton or whatever. My one and done. Mm. Uh, I have two. Okay. Number one. I would be the dog. <laughs> so cute. Everyone so loved him. Stupid. Right? I'd be the dog. Um, number two, I would be the girl with the big eyes who was like really creepy, who showed her tits. My one and done would be like her role. Titties mm. out real quick. And then I would like move on and have a very successful career. I think you'd be better as the psycho chick. Really? The other chick. I would be good. The chick who's, like, writing, like, the lipstick around her lips. I feel like who's just trying too hard to be scary. I feel yeah. like you'd be better at that. Yeah. You'd almost be better than her. Yes. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, like, natural. You wouldn't even be acting. It's just, like, a day in our apartment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. All right. So, um... Alright, so we've done... So, last segment before we wrap this up. Uh, last, so, well, we could quickly do real quick, like, recasts. Who would you cast it for Keanu Reeves? I've got two pretty good ones. I've got an off-the-wall one. 
Okay. And I've got like a really sexy one that would take it to another level. Do you want to hear mine first? Yes. All right. So one of my recasts, Keanu Reeves' character, is Chris Evans, the guy who plays Captain America. Okay. Um, and I think he could really pull off the sort of like scum douchebaggy yeah. role. Yeah. And kind of similar to the role that he plays in Knives Out. Okay. And he has the looks and stuff to where you can kind of believe that this is his life. Like he's a douche, but he's like hot and whatever. Right. Um, so that would be one of the casts. Okay. Uh, I also think that Jonah Hill would be... That was one of mine. Okay. So I've got another one that I will... I thought that Jonah Hill would be a really mm-hmm. good cast for... I think I told you that, and then you stole mine. No, you didn't tell me that at all. So we just had this weird connection, and we both had the same thought that Jonah Hill would be good for this. Yeah, but I've got another option. Because Jonah Hill would have added to that thing where he opens those two door, the door, and those two women come in, and you're like, Jonah Hill's gonna get it like he's I you kind of you kind of want him to die because he's kind of a creep right he could play a creep pretty well well it'd be interesting because I feel like he could really swing back and forth from being like adorable to like being like a creep like I think he could easily like play both which I think is really what Keanu like naturally brings to the table but you, he's a lot more like sympathetic, where it's like yes. Jonah Hill. You would, I wouldn't be sympathetic at all. Yeah, but I feel like Jonah Hill has the range to be sympathetic, like the the way that he plays it. I think he could play both. Like, yeah, play it both I mean, ways. kind of. But then he would, but that would change the tone of the whole thing. He does kind of have the range. I mean, if you if you went back and forth between being his character in uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh-huh. And being his character in Moneyball, then I could kind of see it. Because in Moneyball, you kind of want him to succeed. He's okay. like, he's not like a baseball guy. Yeah. And he's like a college graduate. And he's like, ah, he's like, he's just like a numbers. He's kind of a nerd. And you're like, you kind of feel bad for him. But he's like, oh, he's smart. He's on yeah. to something. Um, but yeah, when you watch him in War Dogs or you watch him in, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, you're like, fuck this guy. Like, he's a scumbag, you know? And you kind of want him to, whatever is bad is going to happen to him, he's got coming, you know what I mean? Like, he kind of deserves whatever. And it would sort of change the dynamic of the film because at least with Keanu Reeves, you kind of, like, you feel bad for him. You don't want him to get screwed over. Yeah, but then you do. And then you're like, ha, ha, ha. All right, so you said you have two. I have two for uh, the recastings. Uh, okay. Of And I can only really think of, like, who to recast for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And it's tough. Like, the other it's two really tough. tough. The other girls were great. But for Keanu Reeves' character, I thought uh, I laughed really hard at the idea of Bill Murray being... <laughs> <laughs> He's too Keanu old. Reeves. I know. But it's, too old. But, like, just imagine. Let him be old. Let him, and then he's like, I was a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, like, drops the beat. Bill Murray is the best DJ. He's like, Bill Murray gets behind the turntables, and he puts on, like, ski goggles, and he's got, like, some kind of, like, windbreak. Dude, he's loud. in the zone 100%. And then he's, like, and he throws, like, some Beastie Boys song, like, remote control. Down, 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 down. Dude, and he's just, like, down, got down, these, down, like, down. little. Down, 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 down. <laughs> And she's like, wow, you're so good. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd also be a lot more of a smartass to them. Like, yes. when he's like, 
He's like, he would, he would just lay there and be like, I don't care if you kill me. You guys are douchebags. Like, he yeah. would just say stuff that's, yeah. like, super like, these biting. Are your daughter's panties. I was like, I don't have a daughter. Like, you just believe, like, anything that he say. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I think in that scene he'd be like, you guys would like to think that I haven't already done this. Like, he's like, you guys don't know me. I'm fine. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> my go. wife and I are into some wild shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, like, he'd <laughs> be like, is this it? Is this how we're going to party? Like, and it just gets crazy. Like, he would have, like, he's like, you know, I got, like, big dildos in the closet or whatever. You want to pull some shit out. He's yeah, like, we if you want to like, get nuts, like, we can go inside, outside, like, wherever, he's man. He's like, as far as right now, he's like, we've only crossed my Thursday night. You know what I mean? Like, normally, like, <laughs> Not even like, close to my my safe word. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, would be It would turn it from like kind of like this B movie horror to almost basically like, a comedy. Dude, almost, it would take it right back up to the top. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I like that. That's a I want to see right? that movie. Yeah. Okay, so here's my other one. It's kind of ridiculous. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, I want to hear your justification first before I weigh in on this. I mean, the like everyone dies. Everybody dies. He's like so ashamed of like what's going on and like what's happening. He fights his way out of the thing, tracks them down, kills them, kills himself. Okay, I I can see that. <laughs> I can see it being kind of like a, what's eating Gilbert Grape kind of like emo kind of thing at the yeah, end. Yeah, where you just like, like all of a sudden you're like, wow, that got crazy. <laughs> like I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio would like maybe stab one of them, like yeah. maybe the blonde, like maybe the blonde, right? And then like as she's dying, he like also kills himself. Yeah. And then they have this kind of like weird Titanic moment where they're like. We could have, this could have worked. We could have, it didn't have to be this way. Yeah, like, it didn't have to be this way, but it ended in total tragedy. And then his mom, his wife comes home, and his son goes, Wow, daddy had a party! (laughs) Well, I feel like if Leonardo DiCaprio was involved, like, he wouldn't have been smoking pot. Like, he'd be, like, shooting heroin. Like, it'd be, like, a way harder... He'd be way, shit would be way crazier. Yeah, he'd be doing quaaludes, like coke, whatever. Yeah, like, like he has a of, coke problem, yeah. and then that situation naturally arises because of coke. It's a whole, it's a whole other movie. It goes from being a weed movie. To being like a coke movie. To being a coke movie. It makes more sense if he's a DJ if he's into coke, though. Right. But it also makes more sense if he's a DJ and Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. It's the best recasting of the movie. Alright, so last segment. um, Last segment, we'll get out of here. Okay, so last segment is oldest youngest. And uh, I'll just flat out say it. So everybody in this movie is playing a younger version of themselves. So youngest, oldest is every single actor in the film. Even the kid who's, who's like, maybe seven is playing a six-year-old. You know, like, it's just something like that. Everyone's playing younger in this movie. Yeah, so even the little kids are playing, you know, like, nine-year-old little girls playing an eight-year-old little girl. So, in the movie, Keanu Reeves is like, I'm 43. But he's really 49 when that was shot. Cool. He looks really good for almost 50. good-looking. Yeah, he's he's great-looking for almost 50. what are you talking about? If he was how old in 2015, 49? Yeah. He's not almost 50. He's, like, in his uh, mid-50s. No, I was saying almost 50 when they shot that. Oh, I see. What now he'd be, like, 54. He still looks good. Yeah, he looks the same. And he shot two more John Wick movies. 
So he's, yeah, he's doing great. I Yeah, but he plays a role. He's 49. He's playing a 43-year-old. Yeah. Um, I think Anna de Armas is, like, she was 27 when they shot that. She's playing someone that's, like, 23, 24. They right. never really, like, nailed down. She looks so young. She plays very, she plays young, like, really well. Yeah, she was the only one I could really believe that was underage. The other yeah, one, the other clearly. Girl, dude, she was, like, in her mid-30s for sure. Yeah, she wasn't. She's actually younger. What? Yeah, That's okay. um, the other girl was actually younger than Anna Diarmas, um, and she was like whatever. Oh, I said this earlier. Yeah. It was like twenty six or whatever um, at the time. She just uh, doesn't look like a twenty one year old. Is what I'm trying to say. Like she looks older. She looks more mature. She looks like she reads a lot of books, and maybe she played a woodwind at a certain period in her life. Um, but yeah, I, I had a girl. I remember <laughs> watching this. There was like a moment where I was watching this, and I was like, as soon as they revealed that they were underage. I remember watching it, like, the first time. You're, like, in the shower, I think, when this was happening. I was watching it, and the guys were like, oh, by the way, we're not 18. And I remember in my mind, I was like, no way. I was like, there's no way they're under 18. Like, they both look super old. And then I was like, pretty much this movie is, like, he should have been, like, so basically what happened was the best night of my life. Hold up. So was his face, like, nah. No, his face was like, no way. This is terrifying. Because in reality, like, he should have been like, what are you talking about? Like, it was consensual. I basically had the best night of my life. That was basically what it, what, what, that really is the facts. Like, when he dropped them off at their home, it was basically like consenting sex between all adults. Well, they were all adults. That's what I just said. (laughs) Sorry, I sounded like a monster. That's what I just said. Trying to put woods in my mouth. <laughs> Maybe you're not putting the woods in my mouth, but you're standing right next to my mouth when my words come out, and then you just, like, point at them. Sick of that. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Shut okay? Shut the fuck Sorry, up. we've been watching way too much Sopranos. Sopranos, because of COVID, we never watched Sopranos, so now I'm watching Sopranos. I know it's a good show. We're not going to talk about it. But anyways. I mean, not- it just It just entered our vernacular. It probably enters everybody's vernacular when yeah. they watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you fucking... Oh, you know. come on. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're watching some of it on Instagram, thank you for watching as well. Yeah. Um... We'll try to do as many of these as we can. I kind of want to like lean more into the Funderated podcast than we do with Paul Steep. It's just easier for us to fill the time, to be honest. Uh, it's really fun, too. There's nothing like a good, fun movie that's underrated, a little unexpected. Um, if you would, please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify. Um, comment, like, subscribe. Uh, we love hearing and reading all those things. Um, also, you can follow uh, Francis on Instagram at Abominatrix. Uh, you can also follow me at Paul Doyle McGee. I'll have a website up soon that'll have everything on it, you know, and, and that's coming. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.